0: What is up, Mr. Rob? Mr. Rob, I'm so happy you're on this podcast right now. I feel like you are such a unique character in scootering. I feel like you are somebody that is involved definitely more behind the scenes. And you're you're honestly, you're, you're a really re- great friend to me and definitely a mentor in my life. And I feel like I wanted to introduce people to you because I feel like you do so many things in scootering that that. I feel like you don't get acknowledged for and you do you do just a lot you put a lot of your heart into scootering and i feel like a a lot of people think you're just like some business guy so i i I wanted to start at the very beginning i wanted to start and and really hear the foundation of why you formed hang five gear and 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 the whole story about how that all came together because Initially, you're you're a hot tub guy, and you and you got into the scooter world. Why is that the case? Tell tell me how that all fell fell together. Well, Robbie, that's
1: the simple word and the simple way to do it. And who's my, Robbie?
0: Robbie's my son. He's uh
1: he's my little he's my little baby. <laughs> he's not a baby anymore; he just turned 14. But it started when um, he actually, Andrea, my wife, would drop Robbie off at this at the skate park, and I was like. What are you doing? I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, I'm like, let's go play baseball because he's playing baseball. I'm like, let's go throw the ball around. And it's like, he'd be like, Oh I don't want to do this, dad. I'm like, okay, cool, but you're gonna do it anyway. So let's go throw the ball around. You wanna you wanna get better, you gotta practice at it. It doesn't matter whether it's scootering, baseball, football, I don't care what it is. Yeah. If it's a sport or anything like that, in school, in order to improve, you gotta practice. So, you know, he would take him to the skate park and then it's like, let's go. He's like, I'm not ready. I'm like, You've been here six hours, dude what are you talking about?
0: Let's get out of here, dude. <laughs> what skate park so, would, would he initially go to? Uh,
1: the outdoor Snedeker. He was like a little intimidated at first, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, I'm like, come on, man. I grew up not in a bad area, but I was born in East LA. I'm like Chandler, Arizona, man, there's no, bad <laughs> areas Chandler, Chandler, around yeah. but he's only nine, 10 years old. So he's a little intimidated at that time, but we take him to KTR. I go to KTR all the time. And, uh, I was like, let me go in here. I'm like, Oh, this place is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so, we got him into football, and uh, he's liking football. And uh, get, I, I literally bought him, or, or got him signed up, put his helmet on, his pads. I literally have his pads ready to go. And we're on a trip, and he's like, "I don't want to play football." I'm like, "You be kidding me, man! I'm a big dude. That's what I do, man. Yeah. Like my, my son, man. This is football. This is it." Like,
0: don't you don't you have a history in football? Like, that's what you grew up doing.
1: Uh, i grew up well i grew up actually my first sport was soccer but other than that was uh racing bmx yeah that that not many you
0: You raced bmx i did
1: as a kid yeah actually a mongoose with these moto mags i weighed you know 100 pounds and we got these z rims you guys have no idea what the z rims are but they were the lightest at that time and you get the cool brake pads, so it wouldn't mark it up so you get the blue like my blue my brother has red and we'd have blue and red brake pads so we wouldn't Get the yeah. black line around it, and we'd scrub off with Comet and scrubbing <laughs> off, you know, while our bike's all cool. Yeah, But yeah, we raced in uh, Monrovia, and uh, Azusa was our local track, which is probably about 45 minutes from our house. Dang. And then uh, Prado Park, we, we'd race that, and yeah, it was like 11, 12, 13 years old, racing BMX.
0: That's sick. So you, d- you did that for a while, but then you initially got into football, right? Oh, yeah, football was my, definitely my thing, playing Pop Warner all the way up.
1: Definitely football, 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 baseball too as well.
0: So when your son tells you that he doesn't want to play football anymore and he wants to start scootering, what, what, what does that mean? How, how does that go in your head?
1: I was like, damn,
0: scooter nerd? What are you talking about, man? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me, dude? A
1: scooter? Yeah, I was like, what the f-?
0: You can cuss if you want to.
1: Like, what the fuck? My mom, I'm like, what the fuck, son? Come yeah. on, I love you, too, the scooter, goofy little nerd. Get over here, man. Like, but then, you know, you do everything for your kid. And you see him, like, man, you really like this. So I was like, went to this little bike store. I'm like, give me the best scooter you have for him. And then we started talking more. And I'm like, you want to start a company? And he's like, yeah. So we started with a shirt. And before that, though, I met with my web guy that's, um I've been with for years. And my other company, I had... 20 years ago and um and i'm like let's meet up so we met at cold beers and cheeseburgers a bar by our house yeah literally my wife andrea robbie neil and myself and he's grilling i talking like a normal business person robbie's like nine ten years old telling him what he wants and then he's like well draw some stuff out we'll send a drawer designer so i i wanted to uh start with the shirt but also do something like with an acronym so h5g hang five gear yeah something that you can simplify stuff so a lot of companies out there make it really easy where they kind of have two names but make it easy and we're lazy when we talk and speak and whatever so if you don't want to say hang five gear you can say h5g
0: so so tell me like the name of your brand is hang five gear and like initially i feel like hang five hang 10 was initially like a surf trick and then hang five gear was then like a bmx trick and also and then hang five gears then translated into scootering and it became a I would say it's maybe not as popular as it used to be but for a big period of time it was a really popular scooter trick that people would do I know sure. Vincent Kudrona made it very popular Ryan Williams did hang five gears all the time in his web but it, Tyler Bonner made him very popular and cool so what made you decide that hang five gear is going to be the name of your company like like was it the was it the way it sounded like t- tell me about it. I want to hear uh, I want to hear your thought process I'd be first forget but you got
1: also joe armstrong you got why trash william that, that's true okay. gnarly guys <laughs> and i'll still put out that money i put the money out for uh at ollie skate park on a tour like uh between vincent and joe who can do the longest hang five is like a hundred bucks might have drank a couple cocktails might have been two three hundred bucks but <laughs> sober now how about three hundred bucks you can do it the longest between you joe and vincent
0: uh shoot I uh, i think honestly joe and vincent might got me but i'm a, I'm a pretty competitive guy i'm, I'm willing to, to throw my hat in there i'm willing to see how it goes <laughs> i think, I think be- you should do a hang five gear competition knowing that your name of your brand is hang five Gear. It sounds very suiting God, that'd be cool that'd <laughs> but be cool. but tell me about like creating the name of it okay so hang 10 yeah was one of my favorite t-shirts of
1: all time and it was basically your basic shirt and two little footprints okay and growing up in southern california i grew up about 45 minutes from the beach we ditch school all the time, go to the beach, boogie board, surf, body board, you know, just, I mean, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought of that and I also, also thought of a trick that everybody can do. And then when they're saying, hey, that guy's doing a hang five, you know, you're also marketing our company kind of, but not really, but yeah. you're thinking like hang five, but the gear was hang five gear was because we were starting with a t-shirt. I'm like, let's make the scooter gear for did did mad
0: gear have any have any effect on that thought process i had no idea how mad gear was you had like no that. idea who mad I have gear no was clue.
1: <laughs> think about it i'm I'm a, I'm a dad that's looking out for my little son yeah. him, you know he just told me he didn't want to play football anymore so i'm like damn it so i'm like <laughs> i gotta support my kids and, and my yeah. daughter and i support what they didn't want to do Push them, you know, if you're going to do it, let's do it. And like my dad who just passed away, you know, that is, I'm still devastated by that. But he always told us, don't do stuff half-ass, you know. And that's one thing I try not to do. It's like, it's all gas, no brakes, let's go. And uh, uh, that's how it started from. It's like
0: so, so it initially started from just a like little, little idea in a bar with with somebody grilling your son about ideas and just trying to formulate it. Tell me about the process of... of- creating a brand and trying to source parts and and trying to figure out the proper place to get scooter parts made i mean coming from somebody that like like i i don't know i've 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 dabbled into it a little bit but i feel like when you when you initially got into the scooter world nothing you knew nothing so what was that like knowing nothing and trying to figure it all out i went from buying robbie a
1: scooter that i thought was cool by putting this little Freaking chalk on the back and you press the brake and you do your chalk lines. I'm like, I mean, that's the first scooter I bought at Walmart or whatever it was, a, or lights or whatever. You know, they're little kids then, but that was when he was younger. But um, so when I went in there and to the bike store at that time I was like, hey, give me the best stuff and talking to the kids, you know, I figured who knows best than the kid that can ride. I oh, got I forgot that guy, he's a BMXer too. I gotta link up with him, man, cause he, he was a cool dude, man, always trained me, right? But uh, Justin Derezzo, man. I got to give that guy monster props. So when they own the grind shop in Santan mall, I would go in there and I, I mean, you see my garage. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I need to know everything I can. I bought every scooter possibly I could buy everyone. And then I'm like, okay. And then just to get to know about it, see which one the kids like. And I picked Justin's brain. I mean, I've been there for hours, two hours. And he was, he was very generous with his time. And, and the Derezos, man, are, they mean a lot to me, man. Those are good people over there. And it was cool because he helped and guide me like this brand and this brand. And I'm like, all right, build me complete. Doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Just build me the sickest complete. And I have no idea. I have no idea social media, I have no Instagram. I had been on Facebook forever. I think I set up an Instagram, but didn't know anything about it. And then, yeah. um, so I'm like, oh, cool. This, this is an awesome scooter. I'll just take this. Call my sources i'm like hey, okay, build me this one make it better than this and then i i, I found out quickly that's not how it
0: works so, so you basically <laughs> put together a complete at the grind shop took pictures of it and was like make me this make me this i mean it, it kind of makes sense in a way it's like i feel like your background is hot tubs yeah. and you're and and i feel like there's only so many shapes you can make a hot tub you know and it's like i feel like there's not hot tub brands that are like our shape is a circle no one else can make a circle hot tub and i feel like i i can see how you could take that same knowledge or that 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 was your craft you know and then take that same and then apply it to scootering i remember talking to you where there was these strange contraption decks you were initially getting they were like mad gear head tubes with sacrifice decks just like <laughs> pieced together and like I remember explaining to you like yo like mad like the necks of each of these decks define the brands. Like they're not just these generic necks that brands <laughs> inter share and, and you're like like I remember that was that was like you're like, whoa, really? And- by, by that time I knew Magier was and I was like an
1: easy one, but <laughs> yeah. I, I still did no sacrifice at that time, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're still up, man, you know? It's like <laughs> It, it, it's funny I, I went to the grind shop i saw the way they did it i'm like all right i can do that in my garage yeah I took all my samples and you've seen and the ones i bought and hang them up so the other day i was looking i'm like i hope that doesn't fall on my car
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have like 30 scooters hanging on your wall literally right above your brand new corvette
1: <laughs> i have good insurance but i'm like Ugh. My, my wife wants them out of there we'll, we'll probably get them out of there eventually but it's something to remind me and i have um at, in my office which you've seen, you guys stayed with me for a few months and it was awesome. And you see right above me one of the prototypes I had. And I just took a black marker on it and wrote this, 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 and got with, you know, Wyatt and Tristan, who's been, you know, with me for a while and and, and my writer says like, hey, let's do this, this, and I'm like, ba, 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 this, you know.
0: So who was like some of the first writers that you really started to <laughs> to 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 work with when Hang Five gear started like first started happening?
1: So, my first rider, obviously, Robbie, and then Little Cooper, who's the same age, and uh, ironically, they're both playing football this year. That's sick. <laughs> That's just full circle. It's crazy. Uh, now, he's not, qu- Robbie, you're not quitting scootering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to quit scootering no. Not Robbie. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no
1: matter what. I don't, you're going to be 50-year-old riding a scooter like me. <laughs> Even if it's to get you to the store back. True. Or when I take your car away, you know, when you turn 16, you're going to have to. He'll just take away.
0: the golf cart. Take that too. <laughs> <laughs> Who was some of the first people you started working with? All
1: right, so the first, uh, it's funny. So we're at Schneidiger, and I thought, I'm like, this kid's good. But Andrew Collins actually was one of our first. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had him, and then uh, the good riders you know, started coming. It was it was awesome. You know, always like, I love the Arizona riders. love Wyatt and Tristan, you know, our, our boys, and then CJ. The man Harley, you know, still killing it with us as well too. So, I I really believe in those guys coming up and CJ and Harley and you know, the next upcoming pros. I haven't, you know, they gotta earn it. You know, with me, it's I I work a little like you said from the beginning. I'm different. Yeah. I really believe, you know, when you want to go that next level, you gotta earn it. You yeah. Know, that's a major comps with major competitions. You know, we get we go some of the comps and there's five people in the class and four of them are hanging five gear riders and like, come on, you know, love them but. I, I just wanted to earn it and it's just like oh Jacob Blake you know it's like when he came along it was awesome and Jordan Fisher now we got you know teamed up with Cam Ward and Pepito as well too yeah but um it was awesome with um also mean bean oh can't forget mean bean <laughs> the kindest mean 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 bean should be kind bean, not mean bean he's just
0: a great human being he's mean bean is the most honest man I know there's nobody who is more honest in this world than mean bean yep and, and then we got Sean. I mean, our, I love all our writers. Sean and and Nick
1: out there killing at Woodward and and uh, Chanel, Fly Girl. I mean, she's the next world champ. Sorry, Becca. Alex Manson, which I'd love for her to write for me, honestly. But Fly girl, she ain't no joke, man. She's coming, man. She's and, the
0: only girl doing, uh, what is it? Uh, he'll click her finger He'll whips. clickers, yeah.
1: He'll click her finger whips. He'll click her tail whip. He'll click her finger whip. Cyclists like, here
0: do a decade next. I mean, who knows? He'll click her decade. What if she shows up, Tristan, just like that? I, I <laughs> that'd be sick. Do it. <laughs> That's funny.
1: She's grow, growing, getting stronger, and she's an athlete. So, I mean, I, I think you can put her on any
0: sport and she'd do well. She's a phenomenal hockey player. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. She skates and she's phenomenal. Hmm. So tell me about the first scooter competition you went to, because I, I know that Robbie introduced scootering to you. But when, when was the first time you're like, all right, I'm going to go out to a scooter contest and and really see how this see how this scene is. So it was SD10
1: or 11, I think I forgot, but it was definitely a scooter con. And we got a um, we got a booth out there, which was really cool. And that's when we really got to see people. And that's when I first saw you two guys. I was like, are these guys you know, we pull up, let me see what the Scooter Farm, let's see all this hypes about, you know. And, and I've been in retail. I've, excuse me, done some really, really cool showrooms with hot tubs. So retail space and I know what, you know, the square footage and all that stuff and all the costs. So I'm thinking Scooter Farm's huge. I roll and I'm like, this thing's tiny, man. I'm like, wow, these guys have done a phenomenal job in marketing. And again, I'm still new. We had less than a thousand followers on Instagram. I'm still learning Instagram and social media, all that other stuff. Uh, other other than the Facebook, I mean, just being real with my, my friends that I actually know and grew up with since we we're little kids. And, you know, we can we can really go at it with each other, which is funny. But, you know, seeing the families grow up and the kids and stuff like that. But I was like, really, really. Wow, this company has done a phenomenal job because to me as an apparent adult, I'm thinking this thing is huge i'm gonna go in like a bass pro shop or something yeah, you know, of
0: scooters yeah, yeah yeah
1: i didn't know and i was like wow this is amazing i mean i went to the grind shop which is probably the most uh, when i was at Santana, probably the one of the nicest scooter shops i've ever seen I mean, just the way it was dialed in the pictures uh, the way the Derezos did that and, and the daughter did she just did some cool stuff and i was like wow so i was really amazed and i was like wow this is this is a trip and then i saw you and clayton give claudius a shirt and I was like, who are these dudes, man? And they're like, oh, my God. And you're all excited. And I was like, and then I seen Claudius. I'm like, who the heck is that dude? <laughs> Jumped in I'm like, well, he's like American water. And I'm like, okay. And like I have my big lifted truck, so they're all videoing my rims and tires. I'm like, it's like I've never been to Germany, so I guess they don't have big trucks like that. And <laughs> and in New Zealand either when Scooter Brad was there. So I was just laughing. And I was like, seeing you get all excited. But I'll never forget, that's the first time I, I've seen you two guys there at, at the.
0: That's so the funny. Uh, you had a hang five gear booth. I think I remember it was like only shirts, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You didn't have any sort of product no, I had
1: shirts. And then some proto- prototypes that some of them came out, but mm-hmm. never fully came out because there was this one that was like, Oh, those are Raptor bars. And oh, you like this. So I get all the samples that would come in. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, these kids won't know. So I literally sit down and spray paint them in black. And then the kid would come in. That's a VS. Da, da, da. I'm like, you little shit. I'm like, Damn it, man. These kids like, that's I, a
0: Brandon James deck. Yeah. Was like, who?
1: What? They get like <laughs> pissed off. And I'm like, whoa, easy tiger. Like, relax. It's not out yet. We're just playing around here. But it's funny in the hot sub company when I went back is that this one company, Cal Spaz, Casey Lloyd. Awesome, dude. You know, he actually funded my first company. And he was like, you need, I was young. I was in my 20s. Like, I'll give you 150 grand right now if you leave your company. I'm like, "Why? Wow, I'm killing them I'm in my 20s. I got two houses and I'm single. I'm like. I'm fine. He's like, no, you need to go on your own. And <clears throat> grateful that he pushed me, but it was crazy that he would do that. But he's also a crazy businessman where he splashed everybody's molds. I mean, he took every hot tub manufacturer out there, said screw it, and splashed them. So I was like, holy. What does crap. that mean to splash a mold? Copy the shit out of him. gotcha Okay. So we had the hot springs, uh, the Sundance. Uh, D1, uh, Caldera, uh, every brand, major brand out there, he just copied the crap out of them. So this whole line was huge. This catalog was monster and was like, oh, man, just take a little bit of everything and create your own. Yeah. And he did now and kept his stuff. But that's how my mentality was like, I seen what he did and it worked for a little bit. So.
0: Uh, totally different now totally different. so so basically you saw the success that the patterns he did and you saw the success that he got and you thought like i'm gonna apply this to scootering but like th- through then seeing scootering you realize like that's that's not how it can go that's a no no <laughs> I, I i feel that so coming from the old rob the rob i would say five years ago now almost six well, years the song has to be four years okay four years now um so rob 4 years ago to rob now like how do you feel about scootering now after after learning so much cuz i feel like you've gone on so many tours with so many like you're the only person i know to have to take take am kids on tour and and supply them with hotels their entries everything who does that for am kids like like tell me like what scootering means to you now well
1: as i progressed and you know always trying to keep my son in mind too and it's really hard now because you don't want to push him too hard yeah um or push him away because this is also um a way for you guys and, and my son to express themselves and not get their progress impeded by their parent mm-hmm. and you know i it, robbie's my son first you know, and, and business is second, and, that, and that's the way it should be. And I lose track of that sometimes, and, and it's it's difficult because it is a business. However, you know, you got you have to turn a profit or break even or something yeah. to and continue it to move to the next level, but um, um, I have so much passion. I see so many different things and so much good out of scootering, and I've seen so much bad and neg- negativity. I have more hate in the last four years collectively more hate on me in four years than I have collectively in my entire life. Yeah. So I was like, and then I realized like, oh, they're just kids popping off on Instagram and all that stuff. But, um, there's some adults doing it too. And I'm like, whoa, come on, man. easy, tiger. You know, I'm doing my best out here, but I'm still learning. And I always used to say, I know more now than I did a year ago, Mm -hmm. but not as much as I'm going to know a year from now. So one thing is I'm every man has an ego. You want to be egotistic, you know, but I have more, Uh, more competitive and and more um, my fear of failing means more to me than, than, than anything else. I don't like to fail. I I hate second place. I hate losing, but also at the same time, I, 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 I just want to give it everything I have on the table. You know, it's like, it's like, I really want to make things better. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better father, better, better husband, Better, better leader. Um, better my employees. Better my staff. I really want. Always want. To, there's always room for improvement, so I'm not one to like. Oh. Like. I just want it to be better, so I I kind of like, take the criticism now and then just apply it to being a better person, making better parts, and being a better company, and and grow from there. But giving back to the sport, I think we all have an obligation. And you and Clayton, all these pros have done such a phenomenal job, and especially you lately and Clayton is that you 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 have been trying to unite everybody in the last six months that I've seen, like I've never seen that before in the last four years. I mean, you've taken every rider, doesn't matter how they are, and you, you try to give them an opportunity and chance to uh to shine and excel. And that is pretty cool, man. That's super yeah. cool, man. So good on you for that.
0: I feel like we can't we can't win in scootering unless we're all collective or like the 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 peaks that we could potentially reach are higher for all of us if we all work together 100%. i feel like the tough thing that happens um and i and i feel like this is just a natural thing that that occurs is basically everyone wants to be at the top everyone wants to be the pinnacle of some sort of success and i feel like instead of one of us trying to be the pinnacle and pulling everyone along. We have to collectively like realize that all of us together are the pinnacle and see how far that then reaches us. I think ultimately there'll be a couple that then from there succeed further. But I feel like that initial push will take everyone further than if we then if we just started at zero. And, and, and I feel like that's the biggest goal right now in scootering is, is, is just being united and, and working, working together to expand it. Yeah. So, so you've, you've constantly been learning. I feel like the only thing you could ever do in life is just keep getting better at your craft. I feel like that's the, actually just the key to happiness is just uh, constantly challenging yourself and constantly, um, putting yourself at lows because you're challenged and then accomplishing those challenges and bringing you up to the high again. And I feel like that cycle is what happiness ultimately is. And so, so what's some further goals that you have for hang five gear? Like what's something in the future, some, some accomplishments that you'd want to be able to say that you've done for scootering and for just hang five gear?
1: Well, one of the things I don't talk about much is like, uh, like Christmas and stuff. For example, like we've been very blessed and lucky enough to, you know, when on we we have the skate park in the shop now is to uh work with local media and stuff like that. And I've tried with other media outlets um that haven't been so receptive on it. But um I, I love like Cowtown skateboard, uh Cowtown like gives all these skateboards away. I wanna be able to give a ton of ton of scooters away. I wanna be able to to, to help communities in other countries as well, not only here, but down in Mexico, definitely. I mean, we're, we're so close and there's so much poverty that's around us that we can make s- someone's life completely change and who knows, have a world champ out of it as well, yeah. from from us giving someone a scooter. So there's some cool programs overseas and uh, hopefully, you know, with scooters, hopefully getting the an Olympics and stuff, there's gonna be a lot of opportunities out there in other countries as well to uh, expand and uh, and help the sport grow. and. One of the one of the goals that I have um, is that we we like when we did one comp in um, in Lake Havasu, which was super cool, man, with, with with the shop and love Brian and Marlene over there, man. And I thought that was one of the coolest comps ever. Work with the city, um, try to make the pro purse as high as possible, um, you know. And it's difficult to do because people entering in so late. If the pros would commit earlier and and I believe they have a responsibility as well, too. It's like, hey, man, with all the social media that you guys have, if we can, everyone hype this up, get the big guys out there, the little guys all come, the more people that enter, the bigger the pro purse is, and, and, and the bigger we can help those guys, you know, the professional ones. Um, but also bringing the whole community together, and also we we were doing shows at my my wife's school, where she worked at before, and that was amazing to see the little kindergartners would come out. they come out for 20 minutes or the recess, so we'd have, like, K through six. And then you just see the the energy in them. Just do a flip. Just do a flip and then go nuts. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. But it's just them and so many people not seeing what they can do on a scooter. It's just, I love. And when I have my family out there, like in Chino, where I'm from, Southern California, I grew up in Alabama, a little bit, you know, north of Chino. Um, my dad used to come. Um, I had my cousins come. And my good friend, Jim Gallop, my best friends, man, and his wife, they'd come and they would never... They'd be like, holy crap, you could do that on a scooter. And I was like, yes, how cool is that? So they've never seen it. So the good news about that is there's so many people, as you know it now, you do a tail whip or you do a flip on a scooter, like, holy shit. Yeah, I didn't know you can do that. So the good news about that is there's such a small amount of people that are doing it on scooters, if you think about it, the whole population. And there's so many people that have no idea what you can do on a scooter. It just shows how much growth that we have in scootering. It doesn't matter what brand it is out there. I don't care, Maggear, I wanna support all brands. And that's another cool thing about uh, my goals too, is that one of the reasons when I had the Grind Shop and AZ Grind, we'll get to that in a second though, but is that I support all the brands out there. I'd be a foolish man to say, oh, it'd be great if I could just put Hang 5 all in the store and be like, and make a living off that's impossible. Um, In any brand, it could be Apex, it could be, you know, Envy, whatever, Lucky, you can't just have one brand in there, Every you know, Tilt so having the ability to call the guys and have a start to build these relationships with all these different brands like hey man i need some forks from this brand or this brand or whatever it's pretty cool yeah so you know it's whatever the whatever the kid wants and they need and then we try to guide them the best way we can but um it's cool helping all the brands come together and and i know that i'm gonna be successful um with my brand you know we'll be fine
0: yeah so, do you hope to have a world champion hang five Gear rider yes man i've heard so, you bring that up a couple of times
1: absolutely come on tristan you're next buddy <laughs> tristan i mean yeah why too if he gets off his butt and right he's been riding man I, you know they're one of my best right my favorite rider is my son robbie but i love my guys man i, lo- I, I love it and uh, there's some of the guys out there i love their style too as well but you know I got to go with my guys, man. It's like Jordan Fisher. Don't sleep on him, man. Either Sean, Nick. Nick's killing it up at Woodward. You guys don't know about little Nick up there, man. He's crushing it. Sean's killing it down in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's coming off an injury. Pepito, Cam. Come on, man. We love Cam. Everyone loves Cam. Uh, But Tristan White. But here's my my other guy, Juju.
0: Juju. Juju's on fire. Juju is on fire right now. (laughs) He's been... He's been really in the spotlight recently just with that best trick at the recent hang at the recent AZ grind comp, but also like at the street jams. He's been he's been slaying it with the whip bar off the roof of that place with his bars completely frowned. That was in that was incredible. Those were our prototype aluminum bars,
1: by the way. Were they? Yes. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's they're coming out. A new complete I'm like, Juju. Uh so he's working. I'm like, hey, you need a street. Complete, like when you do these these jams, man. that's come on, man. You need to go steal bars and hey, but his hang five gear forks and bars did last over that monster gap. he did. did, and I was like, <laughs> 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 banana the deck though. Sorry, Andy, I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I've noticed a lot of your riders are from Arizona, and and I feel like what the cool thing about hang five gear is is it's it's mostly just centralized around arizona what what what, how do you feel about arizona coming up so much in scootering right now i feel like there's so many things happening with scootering in arizona i mean we got we got mad gear now and based in chandler we have northern limited um we have undialed we have a great um great group of young riders like how how does it feel because i feel like you're one of the reasons that that it's it's became so so known here wow well thank you um i
1: i definitely want some more riders from around the world i'm in australia and, yeah and, and i fortunate enough to go over pro scooters here i've, I've been in a lot of cool comps man i've been travel a lot of places that you know through scooters you know now i'm giving these kids opportunity you know like cam came over with us as well too um you know because he needed to lift australia and i get it It was awesome we love you man and and still with us so it's cool and and i love cam cam you know going through what he's going through and and battling a lot of people don't know that's another story but um cam cam is uh one of my heroes in scootering for what he's you know um physically going through and able to get out there and do on a scooter but arizona man i mean i'm from california i'm an la i'm an la boy living in Arizona and I absolutely love Arizona. I can pretty much I can live anywhere in the country I wanted to. I almost moved to Texas to do a lot of work in Texas, but Arizona's just cool. It's hot as hell, but we got pools and lakes and indoor skate parks.
0: What what's the what's the reason that you're here versus anywhere else in the country? Is there anything that stands out here that you don't find anywhere else? Uh, well, the cost of living at one
1: time was low. Now, as you guys know, I found out the hard way. It's a little difficult to buy a <laughs> it's house. It's pretty right? expensive here now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but when I first moved here in 97, I just thought people were, were nice. But I think also when you have a good attitude coming to a new place and you're so open, like, hey, how you doing? Like, hey, they said hi to me in the in the grocery store. I'm like, well, that's because you said hi.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: your attitude is refreshed. Like, I, I knew two people when I moved out here in 97. Really? Two people. That's it and uh it's just crazy i mean and i was telling cj a story about when i first moved out here where my beeper two-way pager at that time fell off and my briefcase at the time fell over and i pulled over on the side of the road and my door got hit twice and my first paycheck was like 230 bucks i'm like i'm gonna go home this sucks so uh, my mom's like no you're not coming you're not coming back you know you're on your own i was in the uh, in the navy and anyway so it turned out well and uh but Arizona, you just have the mountains so beautiful. There's always somewhere you go different, that's new, and it's gorgeous, man. I, I love it out here.
0: Okay, I love it out here too. I feel like this has been the perfect little change from California. Obviously, it's kind of brutal right now in the heat. <clears throat> it's it's like over 100 degrees every single day, and and that that kind of cuts into riding. But the other eight months out of the year, where it's not summertime beautiful. It's beautiful. It's it's so nice. I think it's the only place you can ride like theoretically year round. Not have to worry about snow or whatever. Um, but speaking of Arizona, you've, you've recently acquired a new purchase um, and you've been putting a lot of work into that. And that new purchase is AZ Grind. And it's funny that you brought up the Derezos earlier because those are the people you got it from. Tell us a little bit, like what's it like owning a indoor skate park now? <laughs> well,
1: we're going through the process. I was like, ah, I already have other businesses as well too. And, you know, I travel well, pre COVID. I traveled a lot and I'm like, you know, my old neighbor, a pastor. It would be like, dude, I spend time at home more. And, you know, I'm like, I got to pay the bills too, you know? So trying to not travel as much was is pretty cool. And, um, I'm like, I could make this work. I'm in the hot tub business. I'm like, I have to take down a portion of this park in the back corner and put hot tubs up there because your margins are way better on a hot tub—a eight, 9, 000, ten thousand, twelve, thirteen thousand dollar hot tub than a, you know, two hundred ten dollar complete. You know, it's it's in in my other industry is like one day it can make a week, one week can make a month, one month can make a year. It, it's tough for these shops, and I, and I know these other shops go through around the country. um It's difficult, man. You get behind, man. You got you got to have a monster week or month to catch up man it is difficult to do with a product you're selling for 200 bucks mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the margins might be there but you get to sell a ton of them and you got online retailers now you have amazon by the way hang fire is the only company that's not on amazon and that's something i'm very proud of i might have to change that now too because when i first got into uh into this i'm like you got to take care of your dealers yeah so with my um and I'm a dealer for hot tubs as well. My my buddy said he never sold, sold it during COVID. Good for him. Young, retired, multi-millionaire. Good for him. I help, I feel like I helped get him there, me and my other buddies, to sell that many hot tubs in, in order to sell. But this is another thing. But um the whole thing was though, so, is that you gotta take care of your dealers. And if you're if you're on Amazon and all this other stuff and you're undercutting your dealers, I would want people rather go to my site, because I do have a site, I'd rather have them buy.
0: Through one of our dealers yeah so so that way your your whole family it's and, and and family meaning your other people that you do you do hot tub work with i yeah, feel that everybody so
1: in, in hang five gear you know we increase our price a little bit just so they can kind of go to the store and buy it but it's great they buy us too i mean we get good deals with we'll insurance and tickers and all that fun stuff with them um but the whole thing is in order for AZ grind the way i thought of it was like all right if the sales are slow, because, you know, I didn't work in there a whole month or two months to see actually how many people are coming in, what's it's like, what's the AC bill. That's no joke. Um, and then repairs and all this other stuff that's going on. So, I mean, I thought the hot tubs would be a good thing. We put it in the corner. We're going to actually build over it eventually so no one can even see it So the square there.
0: footage of the hot tubs won't even be taken. Won't even
1: be taken at all. And we've elevated it now. Uh, but I think uh, my goal is to have the sickest skate park in the world and that's my goal and that's my dream that's my passion i want it i I wish i had more room and that whole back was just a big window but facing the other way or facing north or or east like facing west i'm just killed with sun but (laughs) i would love to roll those up in the winter time and now you have an outdoor park that flows into the indoor
0: park that'd be so cool imagine just like a half indoor half outdoor park that like flowed together nicely absolutely That'd be so cool.
1: I'm looking for some land right now. Nothing guaranteed, but I do have my fillers out there to finally get into commercial real estate. It's been my
0: my dream of mine anyways for years. To- would you would you ever consider moving AZ Grind from that building? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I know you've had a lot of problems with that building just with with like little, little logistics here and there just because I remember I was talking to Jimmy, one of the ramp builders, and he was telling me that like the walls in there aren't parallel. Like the walls in there are like, they're like all wavy and like, I don't know, there's structural weird things for that building. Uh, you know, I mean, you have tilts up, you know, and they're not gonna be totally perfect. I mean, you can come off of
1: it a little bit. Jimmy is a legend, by the way. Thank you, Jimmy. I mean, coming from Woodward and him coming out and and, and redoing our park and putting a lot of funds into it. And, and like you said, you'll take an L now, but it'll it'll make up for it. this guy, this guy, oh, uh, Will's the one who convinced me into redoing AZ grind.
0: Yeah, well, okay. So I basically I love I loved building and designing skate parks. I've never built a real skate park, but I love building little fingerboard skate parks, right? And and I've I feel like what I've learned from skate parks um, or building fingerboard parks and building and, and not building but riding big skate parks, like I, I started to think about like, all right, what's like the real things that make Um, a good skate park different than a bad skate park because i felt like initially when i first started scootering or first started skateboarding it was like is like if a skate park looks nice then it's good but the more and more that i've mastered my craft i've realized that like wow i've been to some really aesthetically pleasing skate parks and they've been awful i've been to some very aesthetically not pleasing skate parks and they've been great but then also, I've been to some very aesthetically pleasing skate parks that are also really awesome, and I've been to some non-aesthetically pleasing skate parks that are just really bad. They're just, they're just bad, and I, and I started to think like, like what what are the defining factors that make a skate park a skate park? Because when you really think about a skate park, it's just like five things: it's 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 a bank, it's it's a quarter pipe, um, it's stairs, it's a rail, um, and then there's a ledge. I guess there's and then. Everything else in the skate park is just a combination of the, those two things. So if you have a a quarter extension, it's just a quarter plus a bank. Like, and I started to think like, all right, so how can you use those five five factors and create the most perfect skate park? Like, what does that what does it come down to? And and basically, what that really comes down to is like you need to understand your angles, you need to understand energy, you need to understand how energy flows, and and it's crazy the how a degree on a quarter pipe what the degree is that makes that makes a a seven foot quarter pipe to a six foot quarter pipe to a five foot quarter pipe each of those degrees are so critical and so important for for keeping your momentum as you go up and as you go down and and I, when I was talking to you, Rob, and I was telling you like, Rob, you need to get professional ramp builder in the park is I was thinking about those angles and no offense to Tristan and Wyatt, um, when, cause they were the ones who were previously building the stuff is, is like, I, I believe that they would have put their full passion into it. And I believe that they would have tried their absolute hardest, but those angles are something that takes so many years of trial and error to really understand. And I wanted you to bring in somebody who already had already mastered those, those little details so that way the kids inside AZ Grind could then have the best eight-foot quarter pipe in Arizona to practice their crazy overhead tricks. Something where they weren't worrying about imperfections in the ramp. They weren't worried, all right, so when I go up, I have to like avoid this like weird change. And like, no, I wanted I wanted the ramp to not be a factor in, in doing these tricks. I wanted the, the best possible executed ramps. Because here's the interesting thing about AZ Grind is AZ Grind previously, before you got it renovated, was a, it was kind of a building with specific features. It wasn't a skate park. It was a building with specific ramp features and one of those ramp features was the resi and that resi i would say is one of the most famous resis in the entire world there's adrenaline alleys which i think is the most famous and maybe a couple maybe woodwards after that but then i would say top five most famous resis would definitely be az grinds and the reason behind that is because you have you have kids in there doing crazy tricks i think jacob dereza was a big factor in making that resi so so famous and but the thing was, is all these all the local kids could do all of these amazing stunts, but they couldn't take those stunts and apply them to scooter competitions because they had they had no idea of flow. They had no idea of keeping speed. They had they just understood banger. That's all they know. I'm just gonna do this banger. And now, and, and my my whole vision was like, all right, so there's already these kids that are like pulling out these bangers. If we could get these kids to just apply those tricks to a situation where they would land with more speed than they started with, and be able to take that to the next trick, very similar to how Cody Flom rides, where he he does a trick, lands, and then can do a trick higher than it. Like, I, we needed the Arizona kids to learn those. And and I, I thought like, all right, if these quarter pipes, if these things aren't just perfectly dialed, then it'll be hard to make it work in, in the small space that you have. So, So that was the whole reason I was like, rob you need to hit a big white so that way and for all of you guys that don't know big white works at woodward east and uh and and it was actually the builder who built a big portion of woodward east that came out to arizona grind skate park and and basically built a woodward park at az grind so if you guys are curious what the ramps are like at az grind they're woodward quality ramps built by a woodward employee so so that's that's really unique but yeah i know that that that's why I told you to uh, get a professional ramp builder. It,
1: it worked out good because you know Jimmy, he's awesome. Came out and then he was helping. You know Wyatt and Tristan know how to build. It's just yeah. those little details. of Now Wyatt, they can they can do it now too.
0: I feel like they can do it now that they have worked with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I Definitely. feel like I feel like Jimmy. Why Wyatt, it's gonna have them start on the um on the little mini
1: little mini yeah. map over there by the bathrooms? Yeah, I, I'm excited about that. That's gonna be my favorite because you got the the quad skates and one of the reasons why I. Looked at easy grind um, to be succeeding, is then like going back to scooters. You know, it's like now I am building relationship with people in the quad skates, which are you know roller roller skates, uh, roller blades, uh, skateboarding, BMX, and also you know um, scooters. Yeah. So the cool thing is having those different relationships with the people. It's like before I, before when I meet these you know skaters and. In, in different shops and talk to them, I would, you know, go. Yeah, I've Hank five gear and this. So all of a sudden, you know, oh, you're, you're, oh, I like you. We we're talking, hanging out, and all of a sudden, I met, mentioned scooters, and all of a sudden, I'm an asshole. Like, what, what what's going on, man, with that? You, you got to kill that noise, you know. And one of the biggest things is like one love, much love. I always say that's inside all our hats. Uh, it's a big thing for me is that, um, you know, it should be like that in all action sports. And having these relationships with like Dougie coming in is huge, man. This guy's been in X Games ten times. He's, he's all about, you know, he, he's a good Christian man. He's a good dude who cares about everybody and is willing to help. He'll take his shirt off his back for you. He'll give you his bike if he needs it. For I mean, the guy's just an amazing person. So having him and people like them around is just another way for us to build scootering up because he's down with scooters too. And to help grow that sport and to kill that 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 hate that you see with the skaters and all others. other stuff so the cool thing is now inviting more of the skaters in and and the the rollerbladers and those guys are awesome too and then also the roller skates man quad skates are killing those girls come together more than i've seen any other sport it's like the whole place will stop if someone drops in for the first time they cheer them on they they encourage one another super super cool man and scootering has that as well too so i like it so having the park and these other um action sports is really going to help scooters a lot help us push even more
0: so your goal is to basically have all of the sports be inside of az grind you just you you want it to be the place where where people are able to see eye to eye and and somewhere instead of being under the walls of social media
1: absolutely so like it's i i would love it to be az grind action park you know all wheels are welcome you know um i want to see aaron from 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 nitro coming. he's a cool dude man like his wife rocking that hang five gear um he's just a genuine good dude too so he'll be coming out here soon and you know uh i, I love that guy man it's pretty cool you know seeing all the cool stuff he does and, and and all from a chair and and then his wife riding a hang five gear scooter so having them ride in a wheelchair and a scooter together that's just cool man that is cool it's just super cool man
0: so you, you purchased AZ grind like right before COVID happened yeah. and then COVID struck. What was it like owning and operating a skate park during COVID? Cause I feel like that's the, that's, that was like, that was like the testing period for skate parks. <laughs> if you made it through COVID, you're probably all right, man. It sucked.
1: We had to close down my close. It's a good time. Cause Doug was here. Excuse me. Dougie was in uh, Kentucky going to New York or something. And I had met Doug through Spencer yeah. from XSN Global. You know, give those guys a shout out, man. Um, and we met him at this Texas State Fair. And we were, we'd talk. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I got to go to Kentucky. He's like, no, Mike, why don't you come out here? He's like, I'll fly you out here. You can stay with me for a little bit. Five months later. But anyways, sorry, babe. My wife's like, I love you, Dougie. But, you know, <laughs> so uh Doug came out here. I'm like, Kate, come help us. We can use another hand. So it's like, we built, uh, you know, the other part of it and and Wyatt and Tristan was killing it. And then Tristan had to leave and get a real job. So it's like, all right, Tristan four, four o'clock comes early, dude. Like, so he's in the concrete business now Yeah, doing really well, man. So, you know, I got to support all our riders, and what they want to do. If they want to move on and it was funny. He's like, I got to talk to you. I was like, Oh shit, he's leaving Hank five. And he's like, no, I, I was like, all right, what's he gonna do? He's like, I got this new job. I, I can't work at the garage shop. Like, good. Great. Where do you start? Like, you know, it's like, oh.
0: You thought you were supposed to leave Hang Five? I, I didn't know, man. It was nothing <laughs> bad. You
1: know, it's just like, I got to talk to you. It's like, oh, let's talk to me, man. I'd rather really have one of the head than two to the gut, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. You're going to make some good money, real money, because I can only pay you so much here. I mean, it's not a high paying job, though. These guys love what they do, and I try to treat them as good. And our staff there is phenomenal. I love these guys, man. Um. And, uh, so it was difficult during during COVID because it was shut down. And then my land, landlord bamboozled me. It was like, all right, we'll give you this. like, And then I ended up having to pay back everything. So it was like, okay, let's not pay rent for two months, but let's still pay it back in payments. I'm like, whoa, what good is that? I was like, I should have just paid the damn thing.
0: Yeah, you should have just paid just it. just paid it, man. Yeah.
1: But I was like, fine, well, I'll use this money to remodel the park. And then it's like, no, that's not what we've talked about. That's why I get everything in writing and I'm still working with those guys. So they're fine. That's why I want to buy my own place. I don't have to worry about damn landlord. I could do whatever I want. If I want to add something. This we can pull that. a mega ramp.
0: Let's do it. Let's go. That'd be tight. There, now, now's the time to get land around there, I feel like. That's expensive, too. <laughs> I feel like if there was a, would you call it something new, like, like would you call it az grind if you were to get a new place or would you want to go like with a whole new because i know i know you just said arizona like action park i like the AZ grind
1: Uh, i I love that i just be called az grind you know all wheels action sports or you know something like that but easy grind i feel like
0: i feel like to really make it work you kind of have to like like I've always envisioned like how KTR almost does it, where they have a trampoline park as well. Oh yeah. I feel like that's smart because it's always constant people coming in and it's very like low, like you don't have to really replace trampolines like you do necessarily like skate light or like, I feel like you can keep the same things up for a while and overseeing it is fairly easy. I feel like kids don't get broke off as broke off in trampolines. Maybe they you, do though. You actually
1: get more broke off on a trampoline in, in the, you don't know, skate park. So statistically you get hurt more on the trampolines than you do on the skate park which is crazy to me i thought it was completely opposite knock on wood but uh, that's another scary thing too is liability and stuff like that When in a skate park there's a lot of liability that goes into it and, yeah and you know i you know i pray every day that hopefully no one gets hurt you know that's the biggest thing is it, the biggest thing i have at our park and why i'm really hard on our local riders because i am is that you have to have a safe and secure environment and that's what I pride myself on it needs to be safe and secure for their kids because the parents drop their kids off they're gone sometimes they don't even stop they just tuck and roll buddy go here you go it's crazy you know and then we we end up having to take care of the kids and we have a lot of great kids all all the kids at our park are awesome man and you know I'm trying to uh, let up a little bit on them but there's also rules too you know just like anything else you do in life you can't just wow that all the time and Absolutely <laughs> be a little asshole, you know it's like dude be kind and respectful, to everybody It's that simple, you know
0: I feel like the skate park's such an interesting space for kids because it's it's one of the only places left for kids where they can organically push each other around real fear because I feel like a lot of the times like with video games and stuff it's like I don't know suppose suppose a kid's getting teased you know in what with this group of video game players it's like it's like that kid like can't bring himself back up by like doing something the rest of the group wouldn't do or like like or or they can't bond over fear like like if so if suppose two kids like go through something scary like they both learn how to drop into an eight foot quarter pipe or something like that it's like that could be a real bonding experience for those kids because they were they, they were really scared you know and then and then they were able to like both grow from that like i feel like the skate park is like the the idea of danger and the idea of fear is like such a part of growing up as a kid and i feel like the society these days does everything they can to just like get that out of kids like they want they want kids to just not be worried they want kids to not be like in any sort of fear or danger or whatnot but i feel like for it's for for any for a kid to grow up and be like a sufficient adult it's like it's like they have to understand fear they have to understand like trials and tribulations like they have to and i feel like the skate park is literally one of the last places where like like a kid can go in there and like potentially hurt themselves try not to but like but like and 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 really test themselves physically but more than physically to really test themselves mentally it's funny like i always get asked like what's the like you must get physically exhausted from scootering you must like it must be a physical toll and i'm like scootering is way more of a mental game than it is a physical game like it's it's really like yeah, that's what it comes down to it's like oh i've seen you get
1: pissed and not landing tricks i was like i mean let me let him do it will's in the zone right now let's just let him do his thing right it's now it's such like, a
0: mental chess game <laughs> i love it
1: you're battling with yourself i was like all right we'll get it's it.
0: one of the few things where you set your own goals like i feel like in other sports like the team goal is to score a touchdown the team goal is to get a goal i feel like in scootering it's like you choose the trick and you choose how you're gonna do it. And it's like, who's ultimate, who's ultimately gonna win from this? You are. So it's like, it's so like tailored. It's so, it's so such so much an art Then I feel like a lot of things.
1: These guys kill it, man. I, it, and even some of our other writers, so we have like Noah's crushing it. I haven't seen him in a while. You know, other stuff come on. COVID's is really like, is just really just thrashed a lot of these kids, which sucks, so. But Noah and Ethan and, uh, and Caden, watch out for that little shredder. Jesus. And, and But I love it when the California kids come out here, man. And it's like, it's hot. It's like, yeah, it is. So these Arizona kids are tough, man. And, and like you said, like the fear that these guys are going, I mean, there's some gnarly, gnarly writers here in Arizona.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Shh. Seth, I know you're listening to this.
1: Hit <laughs> me up, buddy. I hit you up, man. You know, it's like it's, these guys are going to want it. You know i don't want to go after someone who's like try to put a square peg in a round hole it doesn't work that way you gotta I really really want to come absolutely for that company whatever it is you know
0: so tell me about this last contest that just happened at az grind that contest was amazing and how does it feel to like be holding a contest at your skate park after covid is finally rel- relinquished at your new park too oh man
1: i i I was really happy. Like the end of the night, I was really happy. I would, but we had so much going on. And no one noticed that we're redoing the park, like building almost a
0: new park, pretty much. Yeah. Trying to make that deadline. And um, also, also, so the audience knows you rebuilt an entire park and never closed once.
1: Nope. <laughs> and we did, and, Jim, and that's Jimmy and Wyatt and these guys, you know, my, my staff, even Bader is not with, he's still with Hank. I would love you, Ryan, um, you know, that's why it was very important to me at the compliment them. No, is that Maddie, Ryan, CJ, uh, you know, Wyatt and Tristan too, when, you know, it's working and coming to help and you, even you guys, you know, were in there helping out and, and other people as well. But, you know, the guys that are actually employed, working there. And then also Carson, you know, and then Mike's a new one of our employees too, is an awesome kid as well. Um, but like those guys, busted their ass to get that thing done and no, no one saw what they were doing. But yeah. I mean, we went to kill each other too a couple times. I mean, CJ, I love you, man. But him and I got into it a few times and why? And, but we all love each other, man. They know I love them. We got their back and my son was helping my wife and you painting and all that. It was just a true team effort to come together. No one saw other than the writers, like, when's it gonna be done? Are you almost done? Like, It's like, easy, buddy. Like, we're in the kitchen cooking right now. We're not done yet. It's gonna be done. So it was very stressful trying to get it done before that day. Um, but also, I learned a lot because we, I did it all by myself with the, with the prize purse calling. I mean, there, there's lots of things. We did a good comp, it was great. It could have been better too. So there's lots of different things, and and uh, the next one's even gonna be better, man. I know the better, better prizes. I love the trophies. Huge, huge fan of going one through five. These kids needed something to get in there. Uh, you know, we get these sponsors they give a deck here and there. It's like they've already sponsored Rider. Here's a deck they get uh, selling it or giving it away. But you go home with that trophy. Even Chris and Cody got those big old trophies. They
0: yeah, love. you. So the audience knows, like you, you put so much effort into the trophies. Like you the trophies that these kids win for first place in a beginner AM comp is. It's Huge. like a, it's a full chalice, and it, with 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 everything on it, with a scooter on it and everything. Like it's just remarkable. And I don't know if you know who's on top there. It's Tristan
1: doing his his tuck no hander. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a silhouette like Jerry West is a silhouette of the NBA. You know, Tristan, uh, you know, it's the top of the trophies that we've had. Now uh, Havasu, Chino, here, and then also the Vert Comp that we that we were, were behind is one of the sponsors of that Vert Comp in uh, where Raymond won. Yeah. And and you know, I think I brought three three big trophies for that. So I got a good guy in Tucson, man. Jason, who's the man,
0: dude. His son, his son loves hang five too, man. He is. It's cool. That's sick. What's what's your future of comps in AZ grind? What what's your what's your goal of competitions in AZ grind? Well, hopefully everyone unites, which would be great, so we can start, you know, really
1: putting together a a, a comps series where everyone knows. So we're not doing ride days on the same day or comps like um, so in, in August sometime, Hang 5 will be four years. So we're going to do a huge free ride at Easy Grind with Hang 5. you putting that on. And it's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest one. And, you know, I want I want a ton of it. It's free. I mean, I've opened up the park several times for, for free, you know, three, four hours. And I think that's super cool. It's a good chance for us to give back to the community, still grow our brand, Hang 5, and the park and the grind shop as well too. So it helps every brand out there. Uh, but I want to do... You know, a legitimate comp like Action Space did such a cool thing over there. Uh, But I also want to do it for the younger kids, too, man. We got to get these younger kids in there. We got to get that. You know, we do lessons at Easy Grind. Doing these shows at school are huge because you get those young people into scootering and into the shops and into the stores or into the skate parks riding. So I want to do another one. And I want a women's division. I want a a true, legitimate 20, 30 riders in, in, in a women's division, girls and women. So you have the basically the am and pros in there yeah i mean you can have the beginner girls you know it is what it is at least they're getting in there they're competing with other girls and you have the pro division as well too so we need more girls in, in
0: the sport could you ever see worlds happening at in arizona
1: heck yeah man i i see it all the time so you had the at the phoenix rising it and they took down the stadium but the 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 actual park is there. So I was like, heck yeah, man. Let's do an outdoor stadium here in November or December and, and make it happen or come to Easy Grind. All right, I'll post some more. I'll, I'll make it happen. Let's go. What do I need to do? I'll change those ramps around. And that's another thing too is that I'm a veteran. I w- I'm proud I was in the Navy for four years, served this country, was in the war over there and Operation, uh, uh, what was it? Operation Southern Watch, but not getting into that. But the cool thing is like I always tell people or try to is like we're a veteran-owned and operated company but a writer design company. Yeah. So I, why interest Tristan have in, and, and now CJ came to me too the other day. It's like, Hey man, you need to listen to young writers. I'm like, absolutely. What should we do? He's like, I like this and this. I'm like, okay, let's, let's see. Let's see what I can do. Let's get a couple samples and let's try it out. So I really, really take input from our guy, you guys as well too, with the six shirts and all the other cool stuff that you put out, man. I appreciate you, it.
0: Man. Yeah, you, you always do really listen to the riders on, on a lot of things. And I, I feel like I feel like that's really good. I feel like initially at first with Hang Five Gear, you were a little bit more resistant. You're kind of you you had a little bit of an ego, you're like, oh, this will be fine. But I feel like more and more I feel like all of the parts, like especially like the ones that Wyatt designed, the the Hova deck, like everything is I, I think everything is pretty much is doesn't doesn't Wyatt design everything? He does a lot and,
1: and Tristan too. I mean Tristan did the the, the bandit, the um he did the head tube for the Manit and that, and we had an awesome Will doing a design on it. <laughs> this dude knows what people want. It's like the little Pied Piper. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, he designs it. The kids absolutely freaking love it. It's, it's
0: badass. It's just a complex series of patterns. <laughs> it's the right brain, <laughs> <laughs> not the left. <laughs> <laughs> um so recently we've been hearing some news about scooters potentially entering the olympics what what how how does that make you feel oh it's great it's great for the sport it's great for the future it's great for you
1: guys i can see you guys being up there being announcers and and being you know people coming to you seeing what they can do to help it and yeah i mean that's great i mean I wish everything would unite more with ISA and World Skate and, and Extreme Barcelona, but um, you know, in September, I, I, they're taking, from what I understand, the World Roller Game rankings from before, from 2019 over there, so Clayton will be on that list, and and my guy Tristan, Cam, and Juju were there, which was great. Wyatt broke his leg right at North American Finals that year, and he was definitely going to go, because he mm-hmm. went to the Worlds before, and you know, injury's tough on everyone, but... Uh, it's going to be you know it's interesting how it's going because you got all these not young new riders that are killing it right now that unfortunately probably aren't going to get the opportunity this year so they just have to relax and their time will come and continue to keep riding but there's going to be some what i understand um other areas to give them opportunities to get in there as well too so hopefully it's just an opportunity for everybody to get into that that World Skate Championship, yeah, um, and then um, hopefully ISA. We we find out what's going on there. And I mean, COVID's still sneaking up on some parts of the country too. So I mean, we're we're lucky. We're not like California. We're able to be open earlier and sooner than, than California was. California's open now, but COVID really hurt a lot when it comes to that. Unfortunately, so we just got to roll with it and all of us be as positive as we can. All work together, and I I really believe that we can get to the Olympics for sure. When Absolutely. I say,
0: I feel like there's a whole up and coming generation of scooter riders that have, have been perfecting their craft during COVID that we don't even really know about oh, yeah, that are going to, unfortunately, I don't think it's really going to happen this year, but I think in the next couple worlds, we're going to see a whole bunch of new faces. Yeah.
1: I mean, and Woodward's still going on too. I mean, Ernie's killing over there in Woodward East as well too. Still, our, you know, still, he's still our homie, man. He's still our boy, man. Just saying, so you know, I got Big shout out to Ernie over there, man, and he's always looking out. He's still, still Hang Five Gear family member, man. He's our LTM, so I love that guy, man. So he's he's helped us a lot as well too, and and Hang Five is at all the Woodwards, so it's pretty pretty cool.
0: Isn't it the the premier scooter at Woodward? Like, isn't isn't that what the complete scooter they have there?
1: Yeah, they have that. Well, the the multi sports program, from what I understand, so uh, we have all our X fives and Hive X's in there too. So it's pretty cool. That's sick. And then the kids will call us, and the parents will order that one because that's you know the scooter, the first scooter, the real scooter they've been on. So we're pretty proud of that and definitely want to grow from that as well too. But, ah, oh man, if we all work together, man, we can blow the sport up even bigger. It's already blown up. And like you said, there's so many riders right now that no one knows about are crushing it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: crushing it.
0: How have you felt about the street jams been going on? I feel like they really, really – came to the surface during covid when other comps weren't really allowed i feel like street jams prevailed well from somebody that that is i i guess i wouldn't really necessarily call you a rider but you're definitely a scooter enthusiast how is it from a spectating perspective how do you like watching the street jams
1: you know i think it's crazy man i think these guys are nuts uh me i'm more worried about them getting hurt wear a damn helmet sorry i mean it's like, I get it, man. But also, hey, I'm a father. A lot of these kids aren't, you know, and I still look out for them. You know, it's like, come on, Juju, love you, bro. Put your damn helmet on. You still look cool. You don't look cool eating a hamburger out of a straw. Trust me, man. It's, you know, S1's been saving heads forever, man. And it's uh, that's the only thing that really worries me at these street jams because these kids are getting gnarly. They get amped up. They get psyched and hyped, and, and they throw down. I mean, Juju is nuts. I mean, crazy Juju for a reason, doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing on a scooter. Scooters, they weren't meant to to be like that. And um, so I think it's awesome, though. I think it's crazy. I think uh, we got to do more of them, get more organized on those as well, too. I mean, let's let's work with the local community and stuff. I, I understand, you know, the street spots and stuff like that. But there's ways that, you know, I might know a few people that we can. How cool would it be to be having a police escort down Central in Phoenix?
0: That'd be tight. You know. Literally. Just making sure all the kids are okay. Yeah,
1: just, I mean, let them do their thing within reasons, but, you know, yeah. but how about cruising down 500 scooter kids cruising down Central with with a police escort,
0: you know? That'd be well, sick. It can happen. I feel like two things need to happen with Street Jams, and this would be, I feel like, ideal circumstance. I feel like, one, there would need to be a way to for all the Street Jams to be, like, coordinated in a way, so that way... If somebody wanted to go on a little road trip and go to like four or five street jams, they would all ge- geographically kind of be happening in the same space. And I feel like, for example, if there was one in Chicago one weekend, and then the next, then a couple of days after that, there was one in Wyoming, and then a couple of days after that, there was one in Salt Lake, and then a couple of days after that, there was one in uh, Boise. You know, it's just so that way somebody can then take off two weeks of work but hit five street jams. You know, and I and I feel like it would be cool because you would see a lot of the same faces carpooling together going with each other and it'd be it'd be a way for a lot of people to meet a lot of people and I, I think that'd be really awesome the other thing that I want to see with street gems as well is is if they can really coordinate themselves with scooter competitions mm-hmm. so if a street jam could happen on a Saturday and the contest happens on a Sunday I feel like that would be really awesome or even a a little event at the skate park to get people like a street jam street event at the skate park and then street jam the next day and then the park comp i feel like that would be really cool just because it would allow people who do work normal jobs to then go to several scooter events And over the course of one break, because that's that's the only sort of coordination that I see failing. Is I I watch these brands send their riders out to just one street jam, and it's just like imagine if they could go to six, you know, and 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 be with their group. I think that would be the most ideal thing.
1: Yeah, and and getting out there, like uh, Alex hit me up Bloom for the the street jam coming on in Seattle. Seattle, yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll get in that. Uh, I'll help out with that as well too. But um, another cool thing is just. Everyone getting on the same page too and getting these riders out there. So, uh, Burrito is cool. You know, as Daniel hit me up, was like, hey, man, I'll do this content for you if you get, you know, Tristan. I'm like, sweet, perfect. So, win we win for both of us. So, thinking for those good relationships where a rider is also sponsored by multiple sponsors, yeah, is having each sponsor kick in a little bit for that rider and we can get them out there, man. That's what's really cool. Like, um, use this example like Andy from AO he loves he's like I love this guy I'm like I love you too, man and it's like it's cool because we work together because why and Tr- Wyatt and Juju are still sponsored by AO and when and Tristan was there too so you know we I'd make them a shirt and represent their local shop so uh, AO and Hank5 but the cool thing is that we're able to split cost as far as getting out there so as far as lodging goes food and then also um airfare so working with, with together with other other people makes it easier for us to get more riders out there yeah so like we're gonna get Tristan out there for the Chicago street jam which is super cool and uh, that's in a couple weeks so I wish I knew more ahead of time so I can prepare because the further advanced we can get more riders out there or you know even do a a tour another tour hey take my bus boom go ahead here's 15 of you guys 20 of you guys go out there do your thing you know do
0: you think we're gonna do any more bus tours coming soon yes but I won't be driving <laughs> who's driving you no you're driving <laughs> heck no man i'm one and done on that one that was brutal <laughs> that was brutal you literally remember we brought what was his name dean or something uh, we had and we literally brought him along to drive and you told him you're like all right you can't drive anymore nah, you're not allowed I to. i was gonna die i was gonna try to get <laughs> sleep in the
1: back bed for you know just an hour and no i just he was Driving like, Do-do. like, no. we're-. driving like Helen Keller. I'm like, dude, no. Driving like Helen I'm like, done, dude, man. He's like Pac Man eating dots on one side and hitting the rail on the other side. It was horrible.
0: <laughs> horrible. I remember just the whole time on that tour, you are just like, oh.
1: just just trying to control that. You we were driving that thing. And, you know, I got a 97 South one. It's not like some new thing. We looked at getting a new one. we am like, nah, we're good, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was such a unique trip uh going going all the way out to those isa comps that was cool though one and done man all these was a gnarly skate park
1: we roll up it literally starts snowing We roll in there and oh yeah
0: it did start snowing <laughs> what the heck i remember that now <laughs> it
1: starts snowing the owner like has beer and all this other stuff for us we're drinking and whatever time we got in there and that skate park was open from friday and then closed till sunday night That's, so,
0: isn't that the most f- okay being a skate park owner how do you feel about opening friday and closing sunday hell
1: no That i mean
0: two no. lock-ins
1: a week every week in mesa or at Kilbury, arizona no i mean that is insane that park was just <laughs> enormous we had you know the old riders sleeping under i i sent the guys i'm like here you go here's excess of dollars go buy yourself a pillow blanket and an air mattress and our guys were all underneath you guys were in that where you had beds our guys were underneath the vert ramp so they'd wake up in the morning for some zach newman doing some crazy stuff on his bike waking the guys up <laughs> <laughs> The vert ramp. i was in my rv chilling so i was like i'm cool here get away from these guys
0: <laughs> and then the rvm was caught on fire oh it's crazy do you remember the, how much of that skate park wasn't being used at all oh, the whole back was just huge do you you need to get a facility like that size for az ride could you imagine dude that was like a uh, an aircraft uh, hangar
1: oh my god that was just like a huge industrial area where you'd have semis you know tons of doors backing up for it i mean it's eh, a lot of money man
0: <laughs> that is a lot of money. AC in that place. Jeez. Oh, could you imagine in Arizona? That's a that's a twenty twenty thousand dollar bill a month at least.
1: Yeah, it costs you guys a hundred dollars a day to ride there, man. And you know it's crazy. Jeez,
0: <laughs> that's so funny. Ollie's was such a, a unique skate park out of out of all all the skate parks I've been to in the world. That one had no rules. None. There's one employee who, <laughs> who was sometimes there oh he's a cool dude man what was his name um i forget
1: Kid, dark hair what was it he's cool i remember a sunday night he's peeing on the ramp i'm like dude what are you doing man the bathroom's right there he's just peeing on the ramp on the floor just like
0: <laughs> you have, oh man this was crazy <laughs> he told me he, i was talking to him but he told me that there was one time um and a rave that just happened yeah They're like there, there was like somebody that planned a rave there and everyone just showed up and there just had to be a rave so he, he had to like single-handedly like shut down the rave from the from ollie's skate park <laughs> it was they, like, they had bands little dickie would go perform there really yeah how great of a you know now that i'm thinking about it there is one skate park in finland that's half skate park half music venue where we're like during the music venue you could like stand on top of the ramps it's actually where finn scooter is based out of which is hilarious um but that would be a very unique idea like instead of being a half trampoline half skate park what if you were a half amphitheater half skate park
1: let's do it let's get juju and cj and every other scooter rider that wants to rap or thinks they can rap i mean those guys can but uh in there and do their thing man so we'll do on friday we'll do with a street comp saturday the 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 actual park comp and then sunday the street jam and then friday night after the you know the the uh, it's a
0: concert yeah done saturday <laughs> after the concert. Yeah. do it easy that's funny all right rob i have, I have a serious question for you okay. so you live in arizona now mm-hmm. but previously you used to live in la mm-hmm. how do you feel about the suns beating not just one la team but two la basketball teams <laughs> There's only one L.A. team, by the way. It's the Lakers. The oh, you don't like the Clippers? Ooh,
1: is there an L.A.? <laughs> what? Get out of here.
0: I don't know. They lasted longer than the ironically, Lakers. Ironically, the...
1: Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> AD was hurt, man. Come on. So, ironically, though, the Suns are my second favorite basketball team, and I'm going to game one and two of uh, the finals. I was just at game five. I I lost a bet to Ernie, so I'm actually taking Ernie to game one of the, of the NBA finals. First finals I've ever been to.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and I got two other tickets
0: for sale too. Well, you know, I, I, they I'm, ain't cheap. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you're not that nice. You're nice. You nice. I'm a cute guy.
1: I bought. I bought some extra tickets. I'm gonna make some money on them. I'm like a scalper right now.
0: <laughs> are they, are they good tickets? You got like a box? No, there's six rows from the floor. They're good. Damn! Really? Mm-hmm. Holy crap! That's that's good tickets. They're good tickets. So, who do you think is going to be Suns and Hawks or Suns and Bucks? Well, they're
1: playing right now, man. I don't know. Tell me. I hopefully, I just want to get it done because I'm going to San Diego for Esco Comp. So, I don't know when this is going to come out, but if it's out before Esco, go register for the Escondido Comp. Help Tim over there, man. And Coney Hawk from I don't know if you guys know
0: who Coney Hawk is. Who's Coney Hawk? That's Tim. Runs that Instagram or not? Oh, no, TikTok. Coney Hawk. Oh yeah, Coney Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim. Okay, Tim is such a such a special <laughs> he's person. Oh man, I, I, I love him. We, we, like I gotta have him on the podcast sometime. Yes. It, would, it, would, it would be so funny to talk to Tim because Tim is he's a scooter kid, but he's not a kid. And he he doesn't even scooter. He just he's, yeah, he's he does have an X5 uh, hang five years. Okay, so. he he does have a scooter. <laughs> but he's he's just he's a scooter enthusiast that happen, that has had a job at Escondido Skate Park. I don't even think Clayton, when you were working at Esco Park and you were uh, and you were working with Tim when when Tim first initially started working there, was he into skate parks at all? Or is this like a developed thing over over the course of just working there? Um, Tim really started doing social media around. I started working there in like 2015. Yeah. 2014 that was your local right 2015. Yeah. yeah like we were living i was in escondido and uh started working there in claremont skate park but i think in like 2016 is when tim really started jumping in and doing social media yeah and and since that time tim has literally just completely taken over the escondido the escondido sports center instagram and then from there started a TikTok. And then from there, started this thing called Coney Hawk.
1: Well, from what I understand, he got furloughed, so it couldn't work, so they couldn't do the Instagram during COVID. So that's when he did the TikTok.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So he wasn't allowed to even run the the Esco mm-hmm. page during COVID because sure. they, they were not open. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so then Coney Hawk came out and- Coney Hawk is basically, is literally a cone, like an orange cone. He's not, When I thought it was
1: a cone. I was thinking like a regular cone. It's the goofy, skinny, tall cone. It's the,
0: yeah, the highway cones. It's like a traffic, Bob's barricade cone. cone. And he just sets that on a skateboard and just like rolls that down (laughs) ramps and just like, it's Coney Hawk. (laughs) Good for that guy's the man, dude. I love it. Coney 2012. There you go. Or he could be Coney 2021.
1: (laughs) <laughs> i
0: love it oh man And that's
1: another cool thing is about like the skate park and stuff like that is working with other people like tim and i talk all the time so whenever he's like hey what dates are these going down is this going down like and we try to help each other out as much as we can and in fact i tried getting him out for the comp it's like here's the deal dude i'm gonna fly you out and pay you, because i was like i've never done this before and the cool thing is i had so much help for my wife and and donna and, and arian and uh, even Revan Chat's mom jumped in there for a minute. Um, the cool thing was, like, whatever kid was, like, uh, even on the scores uh, was going, they stepped out at that time just to, like, because the judges, like, completely separate. And it was cool having uh, Justin or, or um, Jacob Derezzo back and doing it. And then Aaron Anchi and also Ernie. So that was, that was pretty cool. That but is to cool. Keep Ernie and you off the mic after a comp.
0: <laughs> hey, that was completely um my bad. Um actually no no, that was completely Ernie's bad, but I was definitely the instigator in that circumstance. Uh I got, you know, I gave the mic to CJ. I got CJ hyped. He put on a performance, it was good. And I think Ernie Ernie wanted to show CJ what was up, and that went downhill. <laughs> Lovers. Downhill like you and Clayton on the oh, grass then, hill. Yeah, yeah, the, Do not. And
1: literally the damn hill anymore. Yeah,
0: Definitely don't let Will near a microphone after an injury. No. Who knows? I might be injured right now. Or both you guys going down,
1: going down that damn grass hill. <laughs>
0: Wreck both you guys. <laughs> that was concussed and broken collarbone. I remember we, we we were in the car. He was he was driving. I was in the passenger seat. We pulled up to you, and you're like. Where are you guys going? And we're like, oh, to the hospital. And you're like, why? And you're, Clayton's like, I got a concussion and Will broke his collarbone. Oh, you were a wreck. You were hurt, dude. I felt bad. You're like, bro. Oh. I was like, oh, you're in pain.
1: Yeah, that hurt. That hurt so bad. You, you were. That was. I haven't seen you that hurt before. That was bad. I was like, ugh. Oh.
0: Yeah, that was, the pain was so intense. It was hot. That's like the only way I could describe it. It was like, it's like burning. It was like, ooh
1: guys are gnarly and then he crashed in the comp too or in practice or whatever and smacked his head again yep jeez crazy
0: so what's what's the plans for the next havasu cop when's that going down
1: uh, let's start with the next AZ Grand comp and then i'm gonna Havasu.
0: well i want to hear about the havasu one because you gonna definitely
1: go spring break
0: for sure so because my, the havasu flat comp
1: Ooh, that flat scoop battle hey I wasn't having to this week. I put it on our story real quick, but. So I bring it up. We're, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's do it here in AZ Grind now. Let's make it happen. Because you have that flat area. Let's do it. I call it the basketball court. When you, I want to put a, a volcano in that area or something cool. Absolutely. I, I think a cool volcano right there would be sick. Yeah. A real volcano that You can have fire coming
0: out of here. So you've been, you've been talking about the flat scoot battle for a while and, and and Mad Gear was the ones initially started it. It was actually funny on the last podcast we did with Daniel. We were talking about it, um, where basically Mad Gear arranged this whole competition to like have have one of their riders win win the whole thing, but it ended up like uh, Tommy Christian would always win it or somebody else would, and and they kind of just stopped. But I think it was such a unique, cool piece to scootering, and I think you trying to bring it back is is something that's important.
1: I. And I tried. I really tried with those guys. It was a PNW. These guys were gnarly. There's a bunch of East Coast riders that are crushing it. In North, Skip Mackey, and even uh, who was the other? There's some cool riders that I've never met in person. I just seen them and we, we had it all lined up. You built the, 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 the whole bracket and everything was ready to go. And then COVID came and it was just like one thing after another. And it's like, okay, I, Cody Fahm was like, hey, just do it after the Havasu comp. And literally like five days before Havasu, would go on my big whiteboard you know, where I, I had in my office. All the kids would be like, Rob, save Havasu. I'm like, dude, this is COVID. This is a big deal. I have, I'm, I'm doing my best. And thank God we did shut it down because we would have got there and then we couldn't have done anything. Nothing. nothing. we have shut down. So um, let's do it, man. Let's go. I want to invite those same riders here. If somehow we can maybe put something in their pool or something like that uh, to get those guys all out here. That would be phenomenal
0: absolutely something else i've heard you talk about in the past is uh is a dirt scooter leak tell me about that now. so in scootering is
1: i mean i love it i love the competition I, I love i love all of it but it's subjective so whenever you have judges in there it's gonna be subjective mm-hmm. when you race it's the first one that touches that line it's over there's no judges i mean you gotta have rules Um, and I was talking with uh, USA BMX and and they were talking about rules like hey one rule they had to make is like you have to finish a race on your bike so one of the races they said that there was a pile up and they all fell and there was like three sponsor riders with identical bikes when one grabbed another bike finished a race on someone else's bike Well, they're like what do we do with that so anyways so Yeah, I have an Instagram, Dirt Scooter League, and I was like, this would be cool. I'm gonna make some dirt scooters out here. You guys love it. Can you er scoot
0: your mic a little bit? I'm sorry.
1: Everybody who rides a dirt scooter has fun. A blast. I see the smile on their face. They're laughing their asses off. They're having an absolute blast. So I was like, why not start a dirt (laughs) scooter? Is that lever broken? I know. He just loosened it earlier. Yeah, I got it.
0: That's your problem.
1: Is that one better? Okay. Better. Better. So, I'm like, let's do this, man. So, my dream skate park is to have an area big enough where we can actually have racing for BMX, mm-hmm. freestyle dirt BMX, a monster vert ramp, a true legitimate one, but also a dirt scooter park where we can go two or four at a time. That'd be sick. And I think I think it would be so fun. And then you can also do best trick on on the dirt ramps as well, too, like like a BMX. There's so many different variables. But the biggest thing I've seen from everyone is so much fun they have
0: while they're on dirt scooters. I feel like a dirt scooter is is the ultimate. Like a, a scooter, I pretty, feel like anyone can pretty much ride a scooter. It's like a dirt scooter is like anyone can ride it, but you can also go off on grass. You can go anywhere with it. You're crazy. I mean,
1: Vincent had his when we're you know when they were staying with us and when they were redoing the park, and he broke out that thing. I mean, he can flare and do everything on a damn.
0: He's, he, he's just, he's just as good on that thing as he is on his normal scooter.
1: (laughs) It's crazy. He's just, dude, I was doing everything I could to go with him to, to, uh, compete, to to compete. But he's like, he's like, maybe next time, like, I think he might, but I was, I was pushing maybe a little too
0: hard. Sorry, Vincent. Love you, buddy, man. But compete, darn it. That would be cool. Vincent's so funny because he's, he's the, he's the riders, like the rider's favorite rider. It's like, I feel like maybe not a lot of kids know him like they like at least I I knew him. But like, I feel like modern kids don't really know him too much. But it's like all the riders know that he's like, he's the best one in here. Like, no one can touch him. Yeah, the stuff he does is insane. I love it. I was getting so many clips. (laughs)
1: So
0: you said you want a subjective winner in scootering with the the dirt scooter stuff.
1: Well, I'm saying that it's not subjective. It's not subjective. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you know, like the judging and stuff like that, you know, and I I stay out of the judging because I would be the worst judge ever. And I'd be like, like, (laughs) I would just be a horrible judge. But in dirt scootering, it's just a race, man. It's like, you know, within rules of it, but it's, it's, it's whoever finishes, man. If you're not first, you're last, you know, I think it would be gnarly. I think you'd see some cool stuff. I think you'd see so much different progression and you're going to have all the riders do it too. You'll be able to ride a dirt scooter a lot longer. I mean, you can get wrecked just as bad, But yeah, I think you can ride a little bit longer or a lot longer on a dirt scooter than you could on a regular scooter in a park or street.
0: Absolutely. Or maybe parking. I feel like the ultimate goal to scootering is if we can somehow bring sports betting into, (laughs) into scootering. And I feel like that's tough right now because... Scooter contests are 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 somebody's opinion. That's the person who wins. Is it all comes down to somebody's opinion? Betting would just corrupt the shit out. Of but it, it, but dude. but I'm but I'm thinking if there was scooter races, then betting could actually work yeah. because it would it wouldn't be it, there. You couldn't you couldn't corrupt it. You know what I mean? It's like everyone clearly knows once the first person finishes passes the finish line, that's the winner. You know, and I feel like that's how it could work. It, I don't think it could work right now because, like you said, it would get too corrupted. But but like. Or even not even corrupted. It, it regardless of what would happen, there would always be somebody with an issue with it. Would you compete in dirt scooter league? Oh, absolutely. That'd be I fun. That. I feel like we there's been there's been two scooter races I've competed in. There's been the one on skater cross a while ago. They had a skater cross race at at Claremont. How did that go? It was pretty cool, actually. I feel like it that's tight <laughs> yeah no it was it was definitely just uh to pay homage to um the reason the skater cross course was even made like because the whole thing was skater cross so they they of course they want to do a scooter cross you know just, just to see how it was but then the second time i did a scooter race was actually at worlds in you know, barcelona in barcelona they set up a downhill downhill course um which was basically the longboard course but they just added some jumps to it um, but I've always imagined like, like some sort of scooter race, something that Clay and I talk about quite a bit is creating like a downhill or a downhill jam that basically be, it basically be a different format of competition. And, and basically the inspiration came from, uh, snowboarding because there's a certain snowboard contest where they have, I would say smaller, smaller, more rail technical features yeah. at the top, and then as once you finish those, then it goes into the bigger jumps. And for a spectator, because it's very important, the spectators can like grasp what's going on. I feel like for a spectator, um, you you can you can see who's doing well by who's finishing the course, and I feel like in a normal skate park everyone, like you have to watch the entirety of the run. There's not like a start and a finish. Yeah. So you, you, you'd, you and you'd have to compare that to other runs. And if somebody like hypothetically starts their run, falls, gets up and manages to pick it up all the way through it, it still looks like they never really fell. But if if you had a course where it was like, like in order to, to place, you have to finish the finish line, it would really kind of shuffle out <laughs> all the people that aren't, aren't gonna do like an, that well initially. And, but it would also take away time limits. It doesn't matter how long you take on the course, it just matters when you when you when you cross this line it starts, when you cross this line it ends. Like and it's like what are you doing in the middle? And I feel like you would also even though it would still be somebody's opinion who wins, I feel like you'd be less less opinionated because for example when sean white got the perfect score in winter x games he did it on the downhill snowboard on the downhill snowboard half pipe and and it was very clear to the entire audience that he won because because his run was just incredible i imagine if snowboarding didn't have to work on a, with gravity as the way it does and he was he was in like a course that wasn't a start finish sort of course it wouldn't be as defined but since he had a start and a finish it's, it was very clear that he stood out and that he he did what other people couldn't do. And it would also really show creativity. I feel like it shows how people would choose their line from start to finish. Yep. And I feel like what we're, what we're planning on doing with that is creating a, a course that kind of starts off more technical and then goes to box jumps. Um, but it's the course is on a downhill, so you don't really have to push. Um, and I think it would be just like a really cool event for the riders because it would be unique, but also it'd be a really cool—really uh, cool for the spectators because it would—they would be able to grasp it a little bit easier. Maybe not. I, I mean, and that—and I'm saying that in regards to people who aren't avid scooter followers like myself or you. You know, just—it's just, like a downhill ski race, like you exactly the grinds here, speed and style. Yeah, and I feel like that might be the ultimate format to compete with scooters. See, there's it's, lots of different things you can do with the downhill stuff like that. It's cool. but Because I feel like scooters, like, although our our passion is trick scooters, sco- that's just a small fraction of scootering. Like, scootering yep. is massive. Yep. And it's like, you, you have to be able to pull yourself away from trick scooters and see the entirety of scootering with electric scooters, with regular scooters, with fold-up scooters. Like, it, it, there, there's so many paths. And, and I feel like, because scootering is such a great transportation vehicle i feel like what really needs to be tested in that competition is how well it will transport you from point a to point b and i feel like that's how it really apply itself into those those style based contests unfortunately we haven't had that yet but fortunately let's we do have it. we have a lot of time and and i think it'd be a why cool not let's do
1: it shoot let's, let's make it happen so let's go let's do it it's funny is that, that that Barcelona was awesome because I, I was there and actually was a sponsor. So Branson won and I actually gave him the check. And uh, my only rider in there was Wyatt. Yeah. So I was like, all right, come on, Wyatt. And he went against Cam and Cam smoked his... Cam's Cam so fast. He jumped the whole first box, completely jumped it. Wyatt went up it, got a little bit of air. Cam literally the whole thing. I was like, first one. I was like, oh, he's done. <laughs> but Cam was crushing it. And I think Branson beat Dylan. Yeah. That, that was that was cool. Branson had the big old wheels, you know. It's like Back when the 12 standard was kind of rare. Yeah, yeah. That's how he got it. Branson's just badass, too. I love that guy. Facts. I wish you guys would have went to Pro Scooter Series with us. I know he was hurt. Noah jacked him up at Esco. My fault, man. I felt bad for that yeah, still. Hell, <laughs> Get out of the way. But Pro Scooter Series was cool going down in Australia with those guys, man. I, wa- I, wa- I hope that comes back.
0: Do you enjoy going on those trips like that? Like, do you enjoy being a part of this, the part of the energy?
1: That was cool because I was like a vagabond salesperson. So, um, we went there with Wyatt, Tristan and Cam. And I was like, Cam met us coming from LA and then Wyatt and Tristan, we all had our individual bags. So I was like, all right, dude, let's load these things up with as much parts as we can possible. So we had grips and tie bars and we had everything in there and I'm going to sell it all I did so uh mick from public mayhem awesome dude man i met him after a dodger game where i took robbie to we went to a world series after that we go to venice beach and i take robbie there and there's mick and Lock and his son and i we give him these those little cinch bags i'm like hey give him that bag and i was like he's only scooter rider in there and he was young too same age as robbie and um i'm like what's your what's your address to your hotel i'll send you some shirts so i sent him a bunch of hang five gear shirts stickers just everything i could and um, we kept in touch. So he was building a skate park during that time, Public Bayham. Yeah, so, yeah. so it was cool selling that and networking, still keeping that contact that we met face-to-face in Los Angeles to three years later, a couple years later, going to his actual skate park and him and his wife and and his kids. It was cool, man. And the cam and Branson and Wyatt and Tristan, that was super cool. But I sold to uh, Empire. Hey, big shout out to Maddie too, man. By the way, that is badass what he's doing out there with his with the skate park, man. I know what it takes. And he's that dude's a good dude, man. But networking with all those riders too that I never met and, and got to know him a lot better. And then us all hanging out at the um the crown, which was cool. Yeah. It's, the crown is the 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 what is it? The hotel the is the casino. Not, yeah, yeah, the casino. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. Took all those guys out. It was great.
0: That's like my favorite aspect of scootering is just seeing all my friends and all my boys, like just on these trips in these weird places. Cause, like, where else are you gonna get like a cool friend, like a consistent friend group that you travel around the world with? Like, yeah. where, where else are you gonna find that? Like, I love that. Like, I saw,
1: I think it was on a, the last trip you guys went to, uh, where to go? Utah. Yeah. So, at the last minute, I'm like, hey, Tristan, I'll send Tristan and take CJ. Cause like you said, the Ams. CJ CJ's a pro man. CJ's killing it too, man. He's riding today, man. I was like, come on, CJ, let's go. Watch out. I think he's in kick butt this year, man.
0: Send CJ to the Chicago Tree Show. Uh,
1: that's in a couple weeks. I'll be gone too, man. So, uh. I guess you need help with the shop. Yeah, that's another. That's another <laughs> problem. Is because Wyatt and Maddie are gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. So, it's like a little short staff for a little bit. We'll be, we'll be good though. <laughs> I'll get him on the next one. True. I'll make sure he gets to Escondido though.
0: He needs to be there yeah. for sure. For sure. Well, Aram, rob I'm so happy you came on this podcast today. I'm, I feel like we talked about some pretty solid things. Um, I feel like the Arizona scooter scene is going to continue to grow. And I feel like you possessing the hub of it, the physical place where people can go in and be surrounded by scooter culture. I feel like you Play such a vital role, and I, I just want to say thank you for oh, thank the you. things you do in scootering and the the jobs you provide to young young people who are just trying to follow their passions and the leadership you bring to them. I feel like that's something that is really helping out their lives. And whether you hear hear a big thank you, you definitely will in your, later in your life for for impacting so many young people. Wow, Thank you, man. I and pre- thank you, man, and Clayton. You guys have helped me out whenever. Having
1: anything, someone lean on, man. You guys have always been there, man, all the time. So I really, really appreciate it. And for all you Arizona kids, man, I love all you guys. If I'm hard on you, it doesn't mean I don't like you, man. It means I care about you. So this is a big difference. And some of the kids like don't see that. Like, oh, you don't like me. No, dude, I care about you, but you gotta act right. You gotta be. I tell Robbie every day, be respectful and polite, you know. And and I gotta tell myself that as well, too. And and I gotta show respect for those kids as well, too. You know, respect's earned. And my wife and I were talking about that last week. And, you know, I love my family and I love all you guys. And and the, and the guys that ride from here as well are like extended family as, my, you know, as well as everyone is. And I just want to do my part and help encourage other kids uh, progress in the sport. You know, I love seeing local kids, you know, I like seeing kids from all over the world progress yeah. and stuff. And I want to do my part and I really want to help. And I think I am. And I, I think there's a lot more I can do, though. And there's a lot more I'm going to do. I promise you that.
0: See, that's the best thing is that you you see where you're gonna keep going up from here and 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 the other thing too, I just want everyone on this podcast to realize is just you have so much passion for scootering and you really genuinely love it. And I do. and I'm I'm stoked to see where your path goes and 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 yeah. But hey Rob, thank you so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys, man. One love, much love, man. That's all I gotta say. All right, guys. Peace out.